0: Hello and welcome to The Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about life, love, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today I have my little... Uh, Snorosaurus making a whole bunch of weird licking sounds in the background, Clouseau, my little Frenchie bud and co-host, um, so I'm sure you're going to hear that as we go through this episode. <laughs> um, before we get started, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should definitely check it out. Clouseau and I dished with Ashley Peters of The Stylist Abroad about leaning into celebrating your wedding your way, even if it means ditching traditions. Um and thanks everyone for tuning into the Wedding Dish. I'm super excited to dish today with Ali Calzada. Man, I get so nervous saying everyone's last names. The um, woman behind Ali, the wedding officiant. Thank you so much for being here. Howdy, hi. And I you, you, you said my last
1: name correctly, so good job on that. Uh, it's like Calza with an odd at the end.
0: I get nervous every time and I don't know why. I practice it before. It makes no sense and I still do it. <laughs> well, I I can tell
1: um I I get like that too when it comes to pronouncing names or any type of words. I'm so if I mispronounce anything just let me know by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: same. There's no ego in it for me here. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited to dish with you today. We have been trying to make this recording happen, and um, and we connected over Instagram, which was a really fun little connection. I was actually speaking at Podcast Movement when Allie submitted her application to speak on the wedding, or um, to be a guest on the Wedding Dish, and I didn't have a chance to respond because it was super crazy while I was there. And um, I tagged her in an Instagram story. And was like, I.
1: And it like totally made my whole month, a week, whatever, like that whole year, honestly, by you responding. And um, I even tweeted about it cringy enough, but I was so excited about it. I was just like, oh my gosh, one well, my favorite podcast just mentioned me.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm really excited to dish with you. I know you had a million weddings this weekend. How are you feeling? I am feeling – so it's always weird
1: because I get really not nervous beforehand, but I'm anticipating them, right? And now that wedding season, apparently October is one of the busiest seasons. Um, Yep. Now I'm just like, oh, man, I kind of wish I have another busy weekend like that again. I already miss it because I (laughs) love doing it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Um, I always say whenever I photograph – people ask me all the time, like, isn't it so stressful to photograph someone's weddings? And like, of course there's some stress involved. I get really nervous. I'm gonna forget something. I check my gear a hundred times. I make sure I have the timeline. Um and you know, you you kind of like when you're when you're good at your job, like you make sure you have all the systems in place before you go, right? Like, yeah, of course. But For me, it it's kind of like vacationing in someone else's family when I get to go photograph their weddings because you get to really like feel their story, feel their like the love and everything that they have for one another. And I'm curious if you have the same kind of feeling um, when you're officiating.
1: Yes, and I love how you just said vacationing like that. That's how you feel because that's perfect way to say how I feel about it. Because um, especially if the bride and or the couple want me to stay afterwards I love being able to mix in with their family and getting to know them and getting to know more about the couple um so yeah I, I feel like I I get to see so many new families every weekend
0: and it's it's a privilege honestly I feel exactly the same way I love that um all right, well let's dive into this and let's dish. Um I want to I want to know how you decided to become a wedding officiant. I know it it's an interesting position to step into because in a lot of ways as much as you are not the center of the ceremony, you are actually standing between the couple. So in a way, you know, the you are.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and I'll touch base on that, but um how I came up with it was during 2020, first of all, I didn't realize that ordinary people can just go online five minutes, become an ordained minister and marry people. So when I realized that I'm like, "Huh, I wonder if I could marry my friends and family. And then next thing, you know, I start going down this rabbit hole and I was like, I could start a business, you know? And I, I was actually at, uh, zion park uh this past summer and i was like i'm I'm gonna do it i'm gonna do this business i think this is it i have it all in place um yeah and so i pulled the trigger there and i put a website up and got into
0: business and made a thumbtack profile Oh wow, that is so! You really just jumped on it. Yep, both feet. And
1: I did take a Udemy course, though, of how to how to be an officiant one on one. I don't have the lady's name, but if she's listening, thank you because that also gave me the confidence to go out and do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is it's something that if you aren't prepared, I would imagine it would it could be very difficult.
1: Yes. Like, well, there's so much you have to like do your research in because like legality reasons and stuff like that. Like, can you actually marry people in the state that you're in? Because there's certain places that like you, if I'm, if I'm saying this correctly, but there's certain places where you can't go and marry people or, um, because they don't recognize the, the online certification, There's also other caveats, like in Oklahoma, you have to register uh, to be in the county or something like that to marry people there. Whereas in Texas, where I'm located, there's no rules other than, you know, you have to be a minister, which
0: I am technically from online. That's interesting. Yeah. My brother um, had to register in um, San Luis Obispo because we got married in uh, Paso Robles, California, and he married us. So he had to come to the county courthouse with us when we applied for the marriage certificate and get his um, officiant for a day um, or celebrant for a day. I forget what the actual terminology is. But um, yeah, you have to register in the county in California too.
1: I actually love that trend where people get their family members to officiate for their weddings. I've heard heard pros and cons about it, but I honestly see a lot of pros because that person you really know and they get to officiate your wedding. What a special moment.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. He, um, my dog is making so much noise. Can you hear this? He has taken this, like, bone that he has, and he is banging it on the hardwood floor behind me. (laughs) Cluzo. (laughs) You're so crazy. I love it. Sorry. (laughs) He's such a ham. Um, Oh, sorry for the – I live downtown in Dallas, so – I can't help no, the noises there. No problem at all. No worries. Um, we're here for it. I'm glad whoever is out there is being safe. <laughs> Getting assistance. Um, so um, yeah, he. I think I underestimated how much pressure it was going to put on my brother to ask him to marry us um, because he is my my only like you know sibling that I grew up in the house with. Um, so. I, I did not realize how nervous he was going to be. (laughs) Well, yeah, I
1: actually, so I, I officiated my cousin's wedding in September this past or this year. And I get nervous like any other, like normal nervous before any wedding, but the amount of nerves I had for my cousin's wedding, because I wanted to make sure that whatever I said is, I mean, let me take it back. Um, so, you know, if I got reviews and things like that, like, you know, they're important to me, but my family's reviews are very important to me and my whole family was there and they never seen me officiate before. And also I just wanted to make sure that my cousin had the best experience that she could possibly ask for in an officiant. So a lot of, a lot of pressure, but it was so worth it. Um, but yeah, I can
0: definitely see why your brother would be, be very <laughs> scared. It's It's a lot. Yeah, it's different with family. You know, you've got more skin in the game. Yes, because that family reunion, they might remind you. <laughs> you remember when <laughs> that's true. That's true. Also, I'm g I'm guessing it sits on your own heart a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. If he just stood up there and was like, Sarah sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. My brother and I are obviously very close. Um so let's talk a little bit about your your experience officiating. Um like I mentioned before, you know, you are physically standing kind of between this couple. You are bringing them together in a union. Um and I'm curious, you know, how do how does that feel? It
1: it's a big responsibility and here's how I look at it. Will the couple remember what I say? probably not, you know, they're not, you know, they're so caught up in the moment and they, they were listening to what I said, but what will always last is how I made them feel. And so, you know, I, that is what I really focus on, especially when I'm writing my love stories or I say love stories because in my ceremonies, I write love stories of how they met their first date and their proposal and I really try to make sure that I drive home certain things that matter to them just again, so then they feel, um, how I say it, like they, they remember those feelings, but yeah, it it is such a a big responsibility because they're, they're there. And this is the reason why everyone's here, you know, is to get married. And so your message is important, what you're saying.
0: That's so true, and that that's I think that that's a good message to take away from everything every moment in life is people won't always remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel, and I forget who that's a quote from, but I feel like it's a quote yeah, from someone definitely feel like I saw that on Pinterest somewhere, probably it's i it i it's somebody <laughs> some thought leader said that at some point but yeah, I, I absolutely, I love that. I love that you focus your ceremony with that in mind, um, because you are building out somebody else's story and, and you're telling that to the people that love them the most. Yes.
1: And it's such a, I, again, I get, I feel like I get to have such a privileged job because it's so cool. The things I get to learn about these couple, how they met, and then being a part of their big one of their biggest days of their lives, I get to be a part of, and so I feel just very, very, um, again, privileged to
0: be in that position. I love that. Um, so I'm curious, what's your favorite part of working with the couples? Ooh, so well. I would say my favorite
1: part is I have so many favorite parts. My favorite part of the wedding is the vows. Love the vows because especially when they write them on their own because it's just it drives home just, you know, the reason why we're all here, why they love each other, the promises. I just it's something so beautiful about those statements that they make there. Um, but the whole process itself I just love getting to know the couple. Like, how did y'all meet? you know, like, give me the dirt. Like, how did, <laughs> like, I want to know everything, you, you know, and I, I like, I want to be a different officiant than, Just someone that they got off of Craigslist and there's no personal relationship there. Like I really want to become their friend in the sense of like, if they want to go and I offer these coffee dates. So if they want to go and grab coffee with me, I get to learn more about them and doing some people have taken me up on that. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do because I get to learn about the couple.
0: And you get to really know them beforehand, which is also really fun. You know, you're not you're not just having them fill out a questionnaire. You get a sense of who they are inside, right? And again, it's just
1: I I love getting because everyone has a story. Everyone has a different story, and I when they open up to me about it, I just it, I feel so lucky. Like I really do. Um, but yeah, I. have I've met some people before they booked me. They wanted to meet me and which I think everybody should do with an officiant is meet them before you book them because you want to see what their kind of vibe is, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. I made some friends actually officiating because
0: we realized like, Oh, we hit it off right away. So it's great. I, so agree with you i I would actually encourage everyone to meet all of their wedding vendors that are going to be present on their day um you know whether that be like your catering coordinator or your planner photographer dj like you wanna you want them to know you so that they honor what your celebration is right
1: and also like the way I write is the way I talk you know and so if they want something a little bit more on the formal side, like that, is totally a okay. But I might not be the best person for the job, so it, it'd be better just to meet me in person and see, like, how do you know? J- just get a general idea of what I'm about and what your ceremony could look like if I was the one officiating it.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, so I would love to hear, um. Do you have any unique ceremonies that you've officiated? And I would love to hear a little bit about that.
1: So I've had different types of... Okay, so I've been officiating weddings since this past July. I've done about, at this point, over 30 weddings. And some of the uh, ones that I've done that been just stand out in my mind is one was 80s themed. And so we, I showed up with, I, I decided to go with like the Madonna um, teased. Or I'm trying to remember if I teased my hair. I did not tease my hair, but I did the the black crosses, the gloves, everything. And they were dressed up on, the groom was in an ACDC shirt and the bride was teased hair. She looked awesome, but it was a fun wedding. Um, I've married people on a boat and that was cool. I, I made the joke that Um, I married people on water. I'm going to be marrying people on land, um, with horses. And so I'm just like, okay, now if I can get someone in air, if someone could, (laughs) I would love to officiate the wedding in the air. But, um, for the most part, everything has been relatively, I guess, normal. Um, there's been some cute decorations, like, especially since this past weekend or these past two weekends, I've seen like two skeletons hold like a bride I don't know if I'm going to explain this right but it was a bride skeleton holding up a groom skeleton and it was their decor like their welcome sign thing and it was hilarious and you know and some others had like little pumpkins as centerpieces for their wedding so that stands out to me but yeah just like different themes different uh, things but honestly oh and I did do a wedding where they dressed up as in costumes and that was fun um so yeah. What kind of costume? They were, they forgot what exactly they were, but they had elf ears and they were super cute. And I dressed up like Audrey Hepburn because they said, "Please dress up." I'm like, "Sure." And so I I put a little tiara on and called myself Audrey Hepburn or from Breakfast in Tiffany's, so Holly, right, or something like that.
0: Um I'm horrible with celebrities yeah, and celebrity uh, names, but. I do know who she, who Audrey Hepburn is, and I can picture exactly what you're talking about, but I do not know her character. State. Well, don't worry about – well, I, I'm i actually
1: good with pop trivia, and it's kind of embarrassing how good I am at pop trivia, but that one – like, I try to, like, calm it down just so people don't realize how much I love pop trivia. But no, I'm not, not judging you. <laughs>
0: we would be on we would be good on a trivia team together because pop is what I do not have a lot of knowledge in I have a lot of like weird knowledge in other places I actually host
1: trivia sometimes like weekly like
0: uh
1: really at at this um this bar I host trivia and I like doing it because I would be there anyways um but I would be getting the answers wrong unless it was pop culture
0: um so yeah it's a lot of fun that's so fun. Oh my goodness. Well, feel free um, to let everyone know where the best trivia spot in Dallas is. Uh, in Brews
1: Lakewood on Thursday nights. Um, ah. yeah, come see me. That's the best <laughs> trivia you'll ever go to in Dallas. <laughs>
0: I love that, and you get to actually meet Allie in real life if you're thinking about having her marry you. Yeah, you can
1: come and see um,
0: what I'm all about.
1: See if you would want this for a wedding.
0: <laughs> she could probably host trivia at your wedding if you, really or even during the ceremony. Like, when did they meet? <laughs> what year? That would be so much fun. I would totally be the person who gamified my. Um, my ceremony. I saw some like cute, like things. I don't know if it was on Pinterest or TikTok. TikTok is
1: now becoming my visual board for Pinterest, and it seems, like it oh, tells yeah. you what to do. But I saw something, and I don't know if it's for people how to find their seats. But there was like a crossword puzzle. Have you seen that? And then like, I think they know where their seat is based off of the clues or whatever. I thought that was super cute, but. That's so cute. Or even like doing like a crossword puzzle for the ceremony because you know doesn't matter how interesting the officiant might be or whatever, there's going to be some people still sleeping, and so why not give yeah. them a little game, you know, to keep them. Up?
0: Yeah. Yeah, or you know, connect the dots yeah. for kids. <laughs> Just put it right on the back of the program. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Um, Well, okay. So I'm curious, what is the most unique tradition or non-tradition that you've seen incorporated into a ceremony?
1: Ooh, okay. So I recently, so I've been doing this thing on my Instagram where I show different unique ways of doing a um, unity ceremony. And, um, someone that i married this past weekend or officiated for this past weekend they took one of those ideas and they lit a uh a a candle in a jack-o'-lantern and which i thought was super cute so it took a twist on the unity candle and they made it more uh halloween festive and which i thought was oh my goodness there's so many different things that you can do like the one thing that I really wish that couples would know is that you're, there's no such thing as normal in the sense of like, Oh, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. Um, if you want to put in a a tradition in that speaks to you as a couple, then I'm like, do it, you know? Um, and what I mean by that is like, so For wedding ceremonies, usually for the unity part, you can light a candle, can pour sand, or do hand fasting. Those are typically the top three. But let's just say, like you're a coffee lover or something like that, why not drink out of a coffee cup or something, or pour coffee together, or do something that speaks to you as a couple? Um, Yeah, there's so many different things you can do.
0: That's really interesting. You know, I've never. We didn't incorporate anything like that in my personal wedding, but um, you know, the unity candle is one of the things that consistently couples will put at the top of their list that they want me to capture mm-hmm. when I photograph weddings. And um, and I I think I think it's a really interesting idea to step outside of just having the unity candle or the pouring sand or um, sharing wine is another one that that they do, um, you know, depending on the the religion, culture, whatever. Um, but it, yeah, you could make it, that is something you could actually personalize even further. And I have never thought about it. And there's so many different ways that you can personalize
1: just a wedding in general. Like when it comes to readings, if y'all love this mood, like, uh, for example, there's this couple who loved this movie so much. It was Pan's Labyrinth. Am I pronouncing that right? Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yes. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce it. (laughs) No worries. No worries. Um, So that movie, they had it throughout their whole wedding and they even had those readings put into their wedding ceremony, which it spoke to them as a couple and it was beautiful the way that they did it. So yeah, there's so many different ways you can customize a wedding. There's not just one way of doing it. Um, I'm trying to think with the unity stuff though, there's something else that I saw that I was like, Oh, that's so unique. Um, Oh, I saw one where they planted a tree together because they loved, I mean, I, I didn't officiate that wedding, but I, I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's such a good idea. Like that spoke to them as a couple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, you know, and that's something that they then nurture and, and that grows and, um, like a relationship. That's a, that's a cute idea. And another thing that couples could do to customize their wedding.
1: So it's Mm -hmm. often popular, I think in Canada, but, um, during the wedding ceremony, um, they, I, I, think in Canada, they, they do the uh, registry signing, like the, uh, the certificate signing during the ceremony. So, you know, usually the officiant will sign the marriage certificate after the license, after the fact, but during the wedding you can, and what this wedding that I did yesterday on Halloween, as I, they decided that they wanted to do the signing during the ceremony. And as I was signing it, they were playing Ghostbusters, And so like, that could be another thing that people do is like, oh, I want like this cool song put in, then definitely put like a marriage license signing, Um, ask your officiant to, to put that in and put any song you want, Madonna, whatever.
0: I love that. That's so much fun. Oh my goodness. Um, Well, on that note, we are going to take a super fast break on The Wedding Dish and then I will be right back with Allie, the wedding officiant. And we are back on The Wedding Dish. I am your host, Sarah Alipin. I am super happy to be here with Allie, the wedding officiant. We are talking about all things wedding ceremonies today. And um, Allie, thank you again so much for being here with me on The Wedding Dish today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, of course. Um, okay, so I'm curious. Do you have any recommendations or insight into writing vows that might be helpful for our listeners? So that that's a
1: good question. So when couples come to me, and I grabbed this from when I was starting to help people write vows, as someone who never thought about vows until I decided to do this, I went to the trusty source of Google. And I found this worksheet and honestly, I think it's, I wish I could give credit to wh- who it is. Um, I just don't have the name, but what they did was, so let's just say the two couples, they get together and individually they write eight to 10 promises. And from those eight to 10 promises, they go and then compare those lists together. And then they together come up with 10 promises that they want to put in their vows. And then based off of that, like, you're supposed to go and like write them together, whatever. But if you want to keep them a secret, you can definitely still do that. But I think when it comes to writing vows, you still want to be on the same page as your partner, um, especially when it comes to, I don't think this is as big of a deal, but to some it is, but like lengthwise, you don't want um one person having like a whole novel and the other one having like two sentences you know you want to make sure they're kind of equal in length and make sure that the promises are the promises you want to keep because this is again for a lifetime so you know and make them realistic too nothing like oh I'm going to make you waffles every morning like really think through these promises <laughs> and, and be be real with yourself like can can you hold up to it or you know
0: yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, um, I fancy myself funny. Um, I am not in any way a comedian, but I love pranks and I love to make jokes, um, and or tell jokes and things. Um, I love dad jokes and puns. It's just it's my <laughs> cup of tea. And, and I, as you were saying this, I was imagining my husband Philippe. Um, write, like if he were to write vows first of all, his would be way shorter than mine. <laughs> Second of all, I would have jokes in mine and he would <laughs> not have jokes in his. And I'm not sure he would want me to stand up there and crack like silly dad jokes. Um, so that's a great point to make sure even if you want to keep them a surprise that you're on the same page. And, and you know, maybe like it, of course, Philippe would want me to be myself. Mm-hmm. but if it's going to make him feel awkward, which I think it would have. (laughs) And everyone knows
1: their partner, like how you know him and what his comfort levels are. But my biggest advice is if you do plan on putting jokes in there, um, make sure that they are, uh, how do I say it? Um, They're not going to embarrass your partner unless your partner Enjoys being embarrassed or whatever, but you want to make sure that they are feeling comfortable, not caught off guard, especially if you're keeping them a secret. So, if you plan on putting jokes, I definitely would consult with them and just let them know, hey, I plan on saying something across these lines. Are you going to be okay with it? Unless you know your partner and you know that they're going to laugh at it, then go go ahead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's really important to with all of the things in weddings and this extends it to marriage too, I guess, um, is to keep the other person in mind when you are doing something that is forward facing. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting.
1: In my questionnaires, sometimes they'll put jokes in there that they're teasing each other. And I have to be careful when I'm writing out the love story because I want to capture that, the teasing between one another. But it's going to come weird when it comes from me saying it. And so it's just that whole joking thing. You just have to – there's always just a line you have to be careful of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, again, why it's helpful to get to know you first so that you're not going in blind on if this couple, you know, everyone that's there is going to think it's hysterical if you bring up how um, I burn every single thing I put in the toaster oven. It is impressively – bad at this point. And it has been my whole life, but it's specifically in front of Philippe. So, um, and everyone knows about it. Everybody teases me about it. I don't know why it <laughs> it's the one thing I just cannot do. <laughs> but, it, and if you were to bring that up, it would be one thing. If you were to bring up how, you know, I like, um, had wardrobe malfunctions repeatedly throughout my life, that might be an awkward joke.
1: Well, who's going to laugh at that too? Like you got (laughs) to, like you want people to laugh with you, not laugh out of cringe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that same, that's, this goes for toasts too, by the way. Um, for anyone who is potentially giving a toast at a wedding, make sure it is not laugh out loud, cringe. Make sure it is laugh with them and make sure that it is about them and not about you.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've actually not just a wedding I went to a long time ago as an attendee. There is one where the best man just brought up all the hardships, like, all the hardships that this guy went through and it was just like oh i don't know if you had to like go through every single like this is supposed to be like lighthearted and happy and like everyone's gotten silent (laughs) because you just keep on bringing up like how y'all failed at things (laughs) which is it it could come if you have a positive turn but that positive turn didn't come for a couple of miles (laughs) and so we were just like left like okay when is it when are we going to see the light (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's got to, it's got to be the same in the ceremony too. I mean, any of these things where you have the captured attention of everyone who's there, um you want to make sure that you're honoring those people. Yes. You're honoring the couple and that you're making the other people feel included. And that's one of the reasons that I really like the way that you structure that your ceremonies to tell the love story because you're you're not ta- it has no ego in it right like you're um you're telling this couple's story in a it's as a an observer just like you know whoever's mom their best friend their neighbor that they um hit it off with the moment they moved in or whatever the case may be um and and i think that's that's a really cool thing that you're that you have an awareness of um, when you put these, these love stories together.
1: Yes. And, um, I actually, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but yesterday or a couple days ago, I actually, uh, nixed a joke because I realized that, you know what, I don't know if this is actually going to pan well with the whole crowd. And I want to make sure that this is about the couple and not, you know, or whatever. And so it's just, you always have to keep that in mind of like, how will the couple react? And it's not about me. It's not what I think is funny or whatever. It's about them and what do they, and not even find funny, but they're going to get something out of it. Again, goes back to how you made them feel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah. And you, of course, want to feel good when you're getting married. You should feel good. You should feel good. You deserve to feel good. <laughs> I love that. so tell me how do you keep ceremonies interesting?
1: um so I feel like I keep my ceremonies interesting because um maybe some people will disagree with me, but I think I'm pretty funny here and there, and so um, I like to write little clips in my um in my stories uh, Like, for example, uh, well, it's not going to come off as funny, so never mind. Um, (laughs) let's say I'm going to say something, but it's not going to, no one's going to know what I'm talking about and be like, that's not funny, don't hire her. Uh,
0: (laughs) Um, you clearly know your audience though, because you knew it was funny for that (laughs) wedding you're thinking of, and you know it won't land in this. (laughs) You
1: gotta think, like, okay, who's listening to it? And you know, whoever's going to be listening to this podcast while they're jogging or going to grocery shopping or sitting around you know they they're not in that con they don't know who, what couple i'm talking about so context wise they'd be like yeah this girl's not funny <laughs> but yeah i love taking what they and honestly it's helpful to be funny because that questionnaire because i get to learn the funny stories through them and then crafting it to make it uh pop. And I always run my stories by my boyfriend um, before I go and officiate because if he doesn't think it's funny, (laughs) then I probably shouldn't add it in there. Um, So he's heard like a million stories at this point. Like, what do you think about this?
0: That's really smart. I mean, sometimes you really need a third party. And that may be the case for vows, too, when you're writing your vows out there, um, to run it by somebody who is impartial, um, who doesn't have skin in the game. And, you know, People are always willing to give you feedback and if you ask. Don't go to your
1: nice friend. Don't go to the friend that's going to say, oh, that's perfect. Go to your mean one. Go to the one that's going to really be honest with you. Not even be mean, but it's going to be honest with you because they're the ones that are, are going to be the true friend and say like, hey, yeah, like
0: that's not going to pan well. with." Yeah, don't go to your people, please. Don't go to your Sarah. <laughs> I was say like don't go um, to someone like me either because honestly I'm going to be like, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, you have to activate me not to be a people pleaser and remind me to like give you constructive feedback. And I I can, but I have to consciously listen in that way in order to.
1: Well, I have to be like, you're not going to hate me, right? Once I tell you, like, if you're going to hate me, then I'm not going to tell you anything.
0: People pleasers (laughs) unite. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So tell me, what are some important things to look for when you're like choosing a wedding officiant? The first thing that comes in my mind is
1: first and foremost, you need to make sure that your officiant is patient. And what I mean by that is there's been numerous amount of like things happen, you know, there's no perfect wedding. And so there might be instances where the bride is late, you know, or, uh, or maybe that's only my case, (laughs) but there are times where you
0: wait to the ceremony or, (laughs) Um, uh, okay. That I have seen that happen too. I was in my mind, I was imagining like when we're late to like meet someone for drinks and it's like, you're sitting in, I was like 45 minutes. I was like, Whoa, that's so late. I went way, I'm sure you saw yeah. my reaction. We're recording this on video and I, my face shows everything. I was I'm like, thinking. oh, maybe that's just my experience. But like sometimes No, you're right. I just I was so in the zone of listening to what you were saying. <laughs> well, patient Sorry. and flexible. I would put those two
1: together. And what I mean by that is um you know, things get thrown your way that you have to be ready to adapt to. So like I had a couple that didn't tell me to the morning of that they wanted a sand ceremony put in. And so I quickly put that all together and no big deal. I wasn't like, really? Or, you know, rude about it or anything. I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. And did it, you know, and you want to find an efficient, I'm not saying like, I'm the perfect efficient, you know, but you want to find one that is going to go with, whatever's thrown at them, they're going to be able to get back on their feet and go with it. You know Um, there's also been other times where like the person forgot the wedding certificate and you have to work out a way to go and sign it. I mean, things happen. And so um, also if you wouldn't want to be this person's friend outside of the wedding, then I wouldn't necessarily book them because, or if you think they're kind of like just meh, then that's probably what your ceremony is going to be like. Meh. And so you've got to really vibe with them. It's almost like dating in a sense. You know, you gotta got to make sure you vibe with that person.
0: Yeah, I'm so with you. Um, I've seen the marriage certificate forgotten so many times. i I would venture to say it's about a third of my. Yeah, and it's always kind of, it's. I always look at the faces
1: when the person realizes it's gone because honestly, it cracks me up every time. Uh, Like I probably shouldn't be laughing at that, but I mean, it makes my day. I mean, (laughs) it's better than crying because, like, I saw one where the groom goes, "Yeah, I can get to you," and he turns to his best man's like or his brother, and was like, hey, where's the marriage certificate? And his face just drops. (laughs) And and you could just tell right then he goes, I don't have it. And it's just funny. It's just funny. Maybe I find humor in it.
0: (laughs) It's so true. I mean, I get it. Well, again, it is something that is then going to hold you over time. So it, you know, or cause you to have to come back another day, depending on where it is. It could, cause you a multitude of situations, realistically. Um, so it's better that you enjoy laughing at it and that you find a place to like enjoy this the situation as it is. Um, because it's easy to get frustrated with that stuff and it's easy to be like, oh come on, I've been on my feet for hours. Yes, and honestly, like complaining just doesn't look good on anybody. So
1: you don't want a complainer on your hands, especially if you're efficient. Um One other thing that I would suggest people ask their officiants is what is your writing process? Like, what do you like to do? Like, how do you, like, can you customize? what, what what are you going to give us advice? Where are you getting this? Cause my stuff is a mixture of customizing and then just things that I have a hundred of books of wedding ceremonies that I just take and, make sure that the vows and all that are flowing really well. But some people might just go on the internet and print off a wedding script. And if you don't want that, you need to ask, you know, what do you
0: plan on doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, And, you know, if if there there are – yeah. I mean, if you want the ceremony to represent you, then that is – that's the place to start, um, for sure. And then, how I much agree. do they like to communicate to? Because if they're not communicating,
1: like they're not learning about y'all, you know, and the ceremony script is going to—I mean, it might be good, but
0: it m- might not be what you want it to be. Yeah, and that's as important as anything else, right? Like, if you're bringing in someone, you're you're bringing someone into the center piece of your ceremony, right? Your officiant is literally standing between you two Um, and you're, and they are speaking for you in a lot of ways. Um, They're binding you um, legally. So it's, I think it, I mean, yeah, you, you should, make sure that their communication style lines up with your communication style.
1: A hundred percent. So I again if you're interviewing officiants, go and ask them if they do coffee dates or ask them if we can have a one on one. It's more much more than just emails. Like really get a feel for that that person and who they are and go look at their website. Go look at the reviews
0: too, because that that's very telling. Yeah, that's absolutely telling. Um And (laughs) it's, it's so funny having this conversation with you. I like flip back through the things in my mind where I've seen officiants who have done really awesome things and then seen officiants who have done other things where I'm like, oh, why did you have to do that? Like wearing sunglasses is one of my pet peeves when they're marrying someone, um, because it doesn't photograph well if especially if it's high contrast um now that being said like there are extenuating circumstances but yeah, um I don't like the sunglasses yeah. look either I've only done
1: it once but that was because it was in the brightest park in the world and I could not read my script so I needed it to read it like it was a necessity more than a fashion choice um, but yeah, uh, and it was it was an it was a very laid back wedding. It, like I would not have done it if it was not um super it yeah, went, with, it their went with their vibe. If it didn't go with the vibe, don't do it. Like that just looks tacky.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm so with you. Um I, there are so many pieces that go into your ceremony. I, I'm i so glad that we have you on the wedding dish today to help kind of navigate some <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, and if anyone ever has questions, like,
1: please feel free to, like, DM me or whatever. I would love to to help or anything of
0: that nature because that's my favorite thing to do is help. <laughs> I mean, it seems like that's kind of why you started doing this, right? As like because you wanted to make – the world a little bit of a better and place just make couples happy you
1: know again that feeling that they'll always have I just I want to be the one that gives them a lasting impression so and it, it's so great maybe that's a little selfish but I I love that feeling I get a high from it
0: Ah, <laughs> that's I I do not think that's selfish if that's selfish it's the most considerate way of being selfish that has ever been or ever will be <laughs> I love it. Well, I know that you um, just mentioned that people can reach out to you. And my next question was going to be um, Allie, how can people find yeah, you so online? My Instagram is at Allie, A L L I E underscore
1: WED, W E D. Um, they can also email me at Allie, A L L I E, at AllieWED.com. And yeah, th- that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and if y'all have any questions, please. I would love to talk. Or if you just want to chit-chat, I love making new friends.
0: I can attest to that. Amazing. Well, um, Allie, thank you so much for being here today with us on the wedding dish, for sharing so much insight into the ceremony process and the ceremony itself. Um, and and just your general sunny um wonderful insight. It just it's just been lovely having oh, thank you here You thank
1: you so much for having me. Like this again, if you think that shout out made my month and year, this made whatever. Like this interview. I'm I'm so freaking happy. <laughs> well I would love to have you oh, back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're ever in Dallas, well let's go grab some let's go dish.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll bring the rosé. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today and sharing this time with Allie and me. Um, I I love having you all join us for The Wedding Dish. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. And you can go to our website, theweddingdishpodcast.com. For show notes, we'll link out to Allie's. Um, website and social media on there, by the way. Um, You can apply to be a guest, you can grab the transcript from today's episode, because we are committed to accessibility. And you can donate to us if you feel so inclined. So we can keep bringing you juicy wedding tips and tricks from couples and wedding pros alike. And don't forget to tune in next week. I will actually be answering <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I have a frog in my throat. I will actually be answering listeners' questions next week and sharing listeners' stories. So if you have any questions that you want answered or a story that you want to share with us um, on The Wedding Dish, you can send us a DM on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. And um, if you like the show, give us a follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting app. And oh my goodness, I can't even get through my outro here. I've got such a frog in my throat. (laughs) And thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Until next time, cheers.